0: Here I'm uh, Antoine Dinsouan, one of the two uh, chief editors of uh, the European Respiratory Journal. And uh, for this month's podcast, that is to say for the March uh, 2012 podcast, we are very uh, fortunate to have Professor Paolo Palange, um, who is the uh, former uh, head of the... uh, ERS uh, school and the current director of the Hermes, and I'm sure that we all know what is the Hermes is and how it is important for the uh, for the European respiratory physicians and um, this month uh, Professor Palange and colleagues have written a very very important and interesting uh, perspective editorial uh, that will be published in the March issue and I just would like to interview Professor Palange, Paolo on the uh, what are the main ideas of of this editorial and what it is all about? All right. Well, yes. yes,
1: thank you so much, Antoine. Thank you so much for inviting me to comment this uh, article. And uh, in fact. Uh, uh, during the last 10 years, there was a, was a new call for medical reform, and uh, it was launched again, particularly starting from the uh, USA and uh, the UK. This happened after 100 years from uh, the famous, very famous uh, report uh, that... Uh, Flexner report that b- put the, the basis for the new education in uh, not only in the, uh, in, in the Ax- Anglo-Saxon w- world but throughout the world and the reason why there is, the, there is a new uh, need for the medical reform and is because uh, there is a, an increased knowledge uh, that, that tremendously increased particularly during the last uh, 30 years uh, with the new technologies and this happened together with uh, uh, I will say limited resource for what we think are the traditional teaching and in particular, it was very well understood that there is a more need for in particular for practical and clinical skills and it seems that nowadays most of the hospital and the traditional teaching are, is, uh, is not able are not able to uh, provide with the, this new um, technique. So uh, there is a really a need for uh, reconsider how we are going to train the, the new doctors, and uh, I would say in particularly respiratory physician. So uh, the DRS the school uh, started already something like uh, almost ten years ago. Also, a new reform with the launching new um, new the technologies, uh, and in particular, we very well uh, increase our experience in in uh, e-learning, for example, but also with postgraduate training, both at the Congress and uh, during the year. And but we thought it was really the right time to discuss uh, with the expert in the field, not only respiratory expert, but most of all, I would say with the expert in education, uh, which will be the best way to to succeed in terms of future education. So we decided uh, to have a meeting, an educational meeting, for the first time, the, the European Respiratory Society uh, organised uh, an educational seminar. This happened in Dublin in June 2011, and as I said before, experts in education and in the respiratory fields met. And the uh, the, the, the aims of this uh, of this meeting uh, were, in fact, to discuss where medical education uh, w- w- where we are going in the next years, the future, in particular, for medical doctors. Nurses and uh, respiriologists in particular. And also, let's say, to discuss the future of postgraduate teaching and training. Uh, and in particular, by comparing uh, the standard way of teaching uh, compared to the new uh, techniques. Uh, and we uh, discuss in particular areas of, uh, of uh, improvement uh, that could be of interest for the pulmonologist. Uh, areas such as rehabilitation, non invasive ventilation sleep medicine bronchoscopy and uh, because we we thought that the future will be that this uh, that the respiratory doctor and nurses should gain uh, knowledge and skills in particularly in this area
0: so yeah that's very good and so and and, and did you also did you also discuss uh, what was the 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 past before uh, before discussing the future
1: yeah we uh, analyze uh, the past we uh, in particular uh, we look we looked at the uh, the evolution of medical education during, let's say, last centuries, because we have to remember that during last century we had the greatest improvement in, in medical teaching compared to to the history of the, of the, of medicine. And as I mentioned also previously, with the Flexner report that was published in nineteen tenth, uh, uh, and also with the with the great work by the Canadian physician was uh, Sir William Osler that really put uh, down the basis for medical teaching that happened particularly. In the, in the hospital, in the medical world, uh, we um, di- discuss the possibility now, because of the great improvement in knowledge, this mythos, this approach uh, seems uh, has to be revised. And uh, maybe we have to look at different ways of teaching uh, in, the, in several, in, uh, in several aspects. Uh, knowing, keeping in mind that the, the new doctors and nurses will will have access to a lot of technical, uh, new technical tools. Uh, just to mention a few of them, the possibility to to look at uh, to to learn from videos that are available on the website also well, the possibility to to learn by using uh, new technologies like uh, uh, simulators for example there is a great interest also in this field and uh, but we discussed a lot the the potential and also the limits of these new approaches. So, and this this is why uh, it was why we asked uh, the educators to to uh, to help us in it identify in particular the limits and how to use uh, in in the best ways possible the new the new approaches.
0: Yes, and and I, I'm sure that with the new techniques, now the, uh, the, the the young doctors will be able to 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 have greater facility to access or to to all the, these new techniques without uh, going to to to, to specialized center or before going to specialized center. But yeah. I'm I'm sure that you have also discussed the the role and the impact of uh, CME on physician performance.
1: Yeah, we also discuss uh, the impact of of uh, the CME uh, keeping in mind uh, for example that a very uh, recent report from the American College of Chest Physicians that looked at the effectiveness of the CME uh, program in the past uh, uh, resulted in a very low quality and it seems that uh, until now this guy, the, the CME in some way failed to be uh, very successful and now there is also a need to reconsider uh, the CME and move to what is now called the performance improvement CME uh, in which uh, i mean it's very important to have a feedback to compare the performance to the benchmark so to have a very clear in mind what, what are, are the outcome, outcomes, education, learning outcomes we we want to achieve, and have a, a, a continuous feedback just to know if we are really reach our our goal. And in in this respect, I, I think it's, it's very important to identify again the best instructional method to, uh, to be used in, the, in different situation. As, and as also I said before, there's a, for example, a lot of discussion of using also the, the simulators in this uh, CME courses, for example. But is, there's is a, a little bit still of confusion, uh, on the, on also on the quality of these simulators. We know there are some situation uh, in which simulators could be very effective, while in other, others, uh, simulations may not be so good in with this respect, but again, uh, uh, the CME, uh, CME uh, uh, is a very important process. Uh, the idea is also is to have uh, the process of CME accreditation going through. the application and, uh, and the training program of accredited center. And I would like also to mention that the school, the ERS schools also, uh, during 2011, produced a document in which uh, the criteria for accreditation of European uh, centers for training uh, has been set up. So the future is also, is also, will be also to identify very good uh, training center where people in particular we will be able to uh, to apply and uh, have a, a very good uh, improvement particularly in the in the practical skills
0: well so so if if I understand well that, that uh, not, not only cme is important but now the key word is the P.I.C.M.E., that is to say, yeah. the performance improvement C.M.E. and, and, and also accreditation is, is very important. And I think that the ERS school has done a fantastic job and we should be thankful to you for that. So, um, in brief, uh, Paolo, what, what are the, 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 the main message, the take home message that you would like to share with the ERJ readers on, on the future of uh, medical education? Well, the, the, the message is that uh,
1: we need to invest more and more. Uh, we need to, uh, to, uh, to start uh, uh, with the new future, with new initiatives uh, in which we will like to very much uh, invest in t- into, into these uh, new technologies. And in particularly, I will say that E-learning and the simulator are uh, are the field we want to go through, but at, at the same time the message that we have to clearly have always in mind the the uh, let's say the the learning outcomes and the achievement we want to have, and have a continuous feedback on the quality and the results of our teaching.
0: Well, thank you very much. So I I I I I will take the message that the path is there. We have to to think about medical education. That is the future of our young colleagues and also our future. Uh, hopefully so. And all what we need is just to follow the path and trying to improve that with feedback and and, and with experience. So it was Antoine Dinswan from Paris and Professor Paolo Palange from Roma commenting on this month on the role of medical. In a perspective published in the March issue of the European Respiratory Journal. Thank you, Paolo.
1: Thank you, Antoine.